dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. Welcome to the Carve-Up, episode 2 of 2016. We've got a big show planned tonight for you boys. We're going to be talking the Australian Border Riders battle, which has just wrapped up at Cronulla. Uh, won by North Narrabeen. Some might say that's an upset. So we'll be talking to a Narrabeen legend about that. Uh, Brett Warner is going to be joining us on the show tonight. Uh, not only to talk about North Narrabeen's win, but also talk about his son Kai, who is going places in the world of surfing at the moment. Uh, speaking of legends, we're going to be also talking to Johnny Gannon, bra boy legend, Taj Burrows, ex-personal trainer and also a fitness guru. Um, we've got a big show planned, Silky. Uh, what have you been doing over the Australia Better Day weekend? I've also got to welcome Silky and Will Weber up in our Angari studio. Mate, what an, what an Australian show post Australia Day. We haven't got the little Mexican dancer in tonight, have we? It's just the Aussie boys. Mate, I think he's, um, last I heard he was doing some jiu-jitsu tournament on a, uh, on a twister board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, listen, it's gotten mate, weird. It's gotten weird, that sport. Mate, mate, you've welcomed the boys, but what about the ladies who listen to the show? Big shout out to all our oh, female mate, fans. Come on, mate. Especially I mean, after all that's happened over fearless, the last couple our, of days. Our fearless leader's missing. Yeah. No, look, uh, big warm welcome to all our listeners out there. It's, it's going to be a big show. Um, got some big names. Obviously, you've mentioned Brett Warner and Johnny Gannon. Look, we've had a lot of feedback in the past, well, since uh, our last show two weeks ago, from a few of the older gentlemen who live into the podcast wanting to know the best way to get back into surfing. You know, blokes have had 20-year hiatuses. Blokes have had too much, you know, on the piss too much and just keen to get barreled again. So we've, we've brought in Johnny Gannon, you know, arguably the man when it comes to rehabilitation, foundation and, and getting you... You're surfing back on track. So we're going to have a good chat to JJ. If we can't get you back on track, no one can. No, we might have to get the number handed out tonight, I think. Talking about back on track, boys, Will Weber, well, you've joined us tonight. You've had a little bit of a hiatus over Christmas, New Year. Nobody could find you. Nobody knew where you were. Mate, where were you? Who were you Mate, with and what were you doing? I was easy to find. I was on a purple couch watching BBL, <laughs> watching every game of cricket, mate. I was just enjoying the festive season, every meal of the day. Audi beers, then I found Hammer and Tongs at Liquorland, getting the drinking down to a dollar a can. So, um, mate, yeah, it's just been an enjoyable time off, helping Chud a little bit with his book and his upcoming film that's done in 3D using the red cameras. They're just going to try and blow John John's film out of the water. <laughs> but, mate, yeah, just uh, keeping it pretty spiritual. What about Doppelfaust, mate? Uh, you had the big gig up there a couple of weeks ago. How was it? Well, yeah, that was on the ninth, mate. That was huge. We had four bands uh, from all over the state. Uh, really good turnout this time, which was uh, a lot more uplifting than last year's event. Isn't Double but, uh, Faust? Isn't Double Faust about people that look the same as each other? No, that's Double no, Ganger. <laughs> you can Google Double Faust, mate. <laughs> hey boys, um, the weekend just passed. I know, uh, Shooter, you were down the coast. I was up the coast, and Will, you live up the coast, but uh, plenty of waves on offer. Yeah. Right. Well, I looked at that Null School map. I don't know if you've seen it, and it's of the globe, and it shows all the wind uh, systems, all the storm systems. And I saw something that was right off the side of the globe, and I spun it around. It was almost at Tahiti, that storm, and I just looked and had the window coming straight for Angari and went, mate, we're going to have days on end of this. And, man, that's a 15-year swell, I reckon. Wow. So, so how, was, how, was, how were the crowds? I know there's been, a, with all the shark talk and that lately, how were the crowds up there been, with the waves being so perfect? Look, I think sharks are out of the mind now, thank God. Good. But um, look, the crowds were up. Saturday and Sunday were pretty bad. Um, we had a really big storm came through, so I, I charged out in the storm, 
we all knew we got hit by lightning. It was pretty scary. But, mate, just everywhere was working on the coast, so that kind of spreads it out a bit. Well, well, sharks might be out of the mind up there, mate, but I'll tell you what, Silky's just come back from somewhere up the mid-north oh. coast, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they weren't out of his mind. Mate, I was absolutely shitting myself. I was up at, um, I was visiting some family up at Port Macquarie and surfed North Shore, the breakwall on the northern side of, uh, yeah. of Port. Only person out there, I waited 30 minutes. There these great little four-foot A-frames, and I just sat there waiting and waiting. No one came out. I went, fuck it, I'll go out there. The rain was pouring it down, mate. The, the water was green. There was sea life, you know, left of me. There was oh. fish swimming around, birds. 30 minutes, so I got four ways I was out there, shit myself. <laughs> hey, how's what you said about the water being really green? Did you notice that? Yeah, mate. It was, and when you open your eyes, I kid you not, I'd open my eyes a duck dive and. I was seeing things. I was seeing black figures in the oh. water. Mate, it was, it was absolutely so really, horrifying. So really, you're not enjoying your surf. Mate, it was horrifying. Yeah. But uh, may I say, mate. the following day, I, I took the back road up to uh, Crescent. Plumber. Checkpoint Plumber was firing. Even the beaches up there at Back Beach. But, um, you know, it was four to, four to six foot pushing at um, Crescent as well. I got a couple of waves out there late in the Arvo all the way to the beach. So much mate, fun. We had a little bigger than that up here. And part of the reason I'm not scared of sharks is my brother Ben's been doing a lot of body surfing beside me. So it's nice <laughs> having a little human lure floating around. Well, mate, I was down at um, I was down at Bendelong down the south coast, and the first day we got there, there was twenty guys standing on the beach first morning at, at North Bendelong, and no one out in the water. So um, when I went down and asked them what happened, of course they you know they'd spotted a, a you know a three meter great white sort of just circling off the back of the break. So they're all in, but sort of you know over the next few days, you know the waves got really good. I don't, I don't think we got the size of the north coast, but Jesus, some, there were some really good waves around down there uh, last week, especially. Mate, there was, and mate. Hopping straight into our first subject, really, on the weekend, it was four foot and punchy down there at Cronulla for the ABB. As you said in the intro, shooter, North Narrabeen, too good. Well, mate, you know, some some people are calling it a massive upset, but I'm, I'm looking at the... Who's uh, they? Well, that's exactly right. Who's they? they? When's hey? North Narrabeen an upset? Are they yeah. the ones that say you should have been here yesterday? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, look, I look, I look at their side. Davey Cathals, Laura Enever, Kai Warner, Nathan Hedge, you know, Cooper Chapman, Noodles, Webster. I mean, it's a hot side. That's a hot side, mate. You know, and I saw some of the other sides, some of the more well-publicised sides that maybe only had one or two CT or QS surfers in it. But that's a strong side, mate. Well, look, they they came first. Point Lookout second. Merriweather third, and, and North Shelley. Great performance from them. Look, North Narra and Merriweather both wild cards this year. Yep. So um, you know, it paid off that to give Grant them the wild cards. But and you got and you also got David Cathals and Ryan Callanan who surf for Merriweather. Two of, the, two of the CT rookies this year. So well, Parco surfed for Snapper this year. Um, Adam Melling also surfed. So the, it's great to see, you know, the coverage is good on TV. But, boys, look, we spoke to um, Dylan Longbottom on our last show, Jones Beach. Made a credible six to them. Carl Burris seventh. And uh, Sunny Coast boys, North Shore, old Robbie Sherwell, who was, uh, who's been on social media just singing the praises that, <laughs> that they're back. And uh, congratulations to, to them. You know, it's great to see these lesser-known board riders clubs you know, turning up, beating the, uh, beating some of the big names, as it were, and, and you know, putting their putting their brand back on the map. Well, that's what it's all about, too, isn't it? The the you know the the roots, you know, the grassroots board riders clubs getting down there. Not to mention the hundred and ten thousand dollars in prize money that was uh, over the over the course of the event. But mate, it was good to see. Good to, good to see a big turn. And I think the WSL have sanctioned the event as well to let some of the CT and QS surfers come back and surf for their clubs, which is a really good thing, you know. Otherwise, it'd take away from it if they weren't surfing. Well, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll talk to Brett Warner after the break, but you know, as a you know, as a legend of North Narrabeen, you know, the, the fact of people to say uh, it was a bit of an upset, I, I find that a bit hard to take. It'll be interesting to see if he thought they had a chance of winning it. 
Well, mate, especially looking at the side, you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a great side on paper. Obviously, I know Davy Cathal's got a, a really big score to win on his last wave. You know, I think he needed that score to win, which is which was great to see. The waves were good. You know, it was an epic event. Let's go speak to Brett Warner. You're right. on the carve up. And welcome back to the carve up. Well, look, our next guest who we're going to be speaking to tonight is a legendary North Narrabeen shaper and uh, father to one of the rising stars, Kai Warner. We've got Brett Warner on the line. Uh, how you going, Brett? Yeah, good, boys. How are you? Very well, mate. Congratulations. Great win over uh, down there at Canola on the weekend. Yeah, it was actually a, an amazing win for the boys. It's, um, yeah, we, we did pretty average the last two or three years and uh, they really wanted this one and uh, they definitely put in... Uh, some hard work. They did a couple of training sessions and they really wanted this one. So to walk away with a win was uh, was really good. Well, mate, you know what? You know, we were talking about it earlier, Brett. They were, they were saying it was a bit of an upset. But, mate, looking at the team on paper, I mean, the likes of Davey Cathals, Laura Enever, your young bloke Kai, Nathan Hedge. I mean, there's a couple of other, uh, like Noodles Webster. I mean, that's a great side. I mean, that's, I would have had that as one of the favourites. Well, yeah, obviously, Snapper was the favourite. And, um, you know, Narrabeen's definitely got a good good side um yeah yeah I, I didn't know that um but uh yeah you know definitely we would have been you know one of the favorites as well you know Cole Burrow I think we were really concerned about them because they've got a great side as well um you know all of them have got great sides to make that and we actually we actually got in there with Snapper and someone else as wildcards yeah, Mer- lost in our yeah and Merriweather you know so they would have been one of the favorites as well so you know, to get there, because a lot of the, the team riders are all travelling the world chasing their different, um, you know, titles. So to get that team there on the day of when you've got to qualify is sort of hard. So the time when it's on, there's nothing on in, in, in the contest around Australia Day. So it's good to see all the surfers there. Hey, Brett, Davey Cathal's pulled out, a, I think it was a nine-point ride towards the end to, to, you know, get you across the line. But... Mate, I just want to ask you about the role that Nathan Hedge plays in that team. He, he seems to be like the uh, the Good. spiritual leader of North Narrow, mate. What's his input to the to the team? You know what he he's he's definitely got a lot of energy. He's uh, we 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 get him out there first. We um, he's you know like if you saw the final, well not the final, but the preliminary final, he was out ready to catch a wave while guys were halfway out because he sucks him out. He sucks him out. Yeah, so. He's just, um, he's really pumped. He's, he's, he's really fit. Jeez. Um, so he definitely plays a major role because he's one of the senior members now of that team. You know, we, we had guys like, you know, Damien and Nathan Webster. So, you know, you look up to, you know, especially the girls and the juniors and that, they definitely look up to senior players like, like Hedgie. And if someone's got, an, you know, energy like that, it's sort of, it sort of, I guess it rubs off on them. Well, mate, talking about the juniors, exactly right, mate. Well, let's talk about your young bloke, Kai, mate. He's fresh off a uh, a win in the Australian Junior Championships up there at North Stratty uh, late last year. Mate, how's he going? I mean, we, we haven't really seen too much of him yet, but obviously he was an integral part of the North Narrabeen side last weekend. How's he going, mate? Yeah, he's uh, he's doing pretty well. You know, he uh, he he. I, I know he was pretty nervous and... You know, all the all the the other guys that have come through have been juniors of that team too, so they know what it's you know the nervous of of a junior in that side because it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, he's he's doing pretty well. He won the Australian title. I think that gave him a lot of confidence boost, which he needed. Um, hey, how how old is he now, Brett? He's seventeen. How, yeah, seventeen. So is he a natural footer like you? 
Yeah, he's a natural footer. Um, oh, he's got the backhand vertical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah. He, um, but, yeah, he's doing well. He's just going to do the junior series and a couple of little open ones this year and see how he goes. And um, But, yeah, it was good to see him, um, you know. like I think I was more nervous than him because uh, he had such a great um, contest. And in the in the grand final, he, he well, in the preliminary, no, actually in the quarters, I think he, he creased his board, so I had to race one over and... He, we we forgot the tail pad, and um, so he went out there, surfed well, and then in the final, I thought, geez, you know, if if we lose by a point or two, it would have been pretty crazy. But uh, it ended out being uh, pretty, you know, we won at the end, so it's pretty good. Good to see him um, along those guys, you know, like he looks up to all those guys, and they're pretty tight sort of little crew, you know. They yeah, yeah, you know, they get on really well, and they uh, so yeah, it's good. Well, mate, you just won twenty three grand. Where'd you spend yeah. it? Where was the drink at? Uh, well, Australia Day was pretty big. We, uh, we you went with you we went with Mitchell. You went with Mitchell Pierce, were you? Wow, wow. What's going on there? Jeez. But anyway, um, yeah, no, it was good. The, the board riders put on a great day. We had like under thirties versus the over thirties cricket match, and I think the younger guys sort of got us because I think a lot of the older guys were either drunk or heat stroke got to them. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a great day. It was actually a really good day. So we had a lot of the lot of the older crew there and a lot of kids under 10. So it was such a good thing for that whole, you know, our little hey, community. Hey, Brett, that... what, what's the what's the up these days like in Narrabeen? Is it as thick as it used to be? Um, it, it definitely is as thick as it used to be. You know, like a lot of beaches, it's a lot of people that, we don't know have come in. You know, obviously there's been a yeah. lot of development um, in Narrabeen. You know, a lot of old houses that the boys used to live in, you know, and, and, you know, obviously development and that. But it's still really strong. Like Narrabeen, you know, the first Sunday of, of the month, you know, not many guys outside get any waves or, you know, on any day. But, um, yeah, it's still really tight and neat, you know. And the next 10, 12 years, you know, there's there's some kids coming through that are, you know, that are really, you know, just hopefully the parents stay around. But there's some kids coming through that are, are surprising what? me um, how good they are. Is anyone representing the beggars, the knee boarders, <laughs> the, the Novikovs <laughs> and the, the Novikovs Farrers? And the knee, the knee doggy <laughs> Farrers? Um, are they still there? You know what? I think the last of that was Novikov's two sons. And they'd have to be, wow, 25, 26 now maybe. So, so were, they, were they born into the knee? <laughs> They were born on their knees, yes. Fair yeah, no, I didn't know that. That's unbelievable. Do they still yeah, have a no. kneeboard tour? Do they still have a kneeboard circuit? That, do they? Um, you know what they they did have, and I'm pretty sure they just had the world titles yeah. end of last year down at um, down the south coast. Uh, we, we just lost but, half our audience, you know. We've just yeah, lost half our audience. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Should oh, you got a, you got a question? No. Now look, we've t- <laughs> I can't believe it. How did we get? Will Will took us into that. Next question. <laughs> I actually work with uh, Bruce Hart, who uh, who is a, a kneeboard shaper. So I get I get to see everyone from knee doggy to all the guys. Oh, and, you know, it's, still a, it's it's definitely not um, a growing, but there's still a lot of guys still kneeboarding. Well, that's let's for sure. let's talk let's talk about shaping better. I mean, you got into it probably not long after you finished on the tour around 1990. I mean, just did your apprenticeship with Greg Clough. You know, 96. Yep. I think Warner Surfboard started up. Mate, you must be yep. due for a. Uh, you must be due for. I don't know. There's a gold watch for long service bar in any other industry, mate. What do you get? The gold sander? What's happened? You've been in it over 20 years. Um, mate, um, I don't think we could afford either. But um, I don't. 
No, fuck, there's nothing. So, so, no, so I mean, honestly, like you're shaping, like you're shaping boards for you're shaping Davy Cathal's boards, and obviously you're shaping yep. Kai's. I mean, how's the how's the yep. vibe between yep. father and son in the shaping bay, mate? Is there uh, who calls the shots? Are you telling him what to ride? Um, mate, he doesn't come near the factory. He hates it actually. So <laughs> it's uh, you know, he didn't even have a backup board the other day because he just yeah, he just sort of goes with the flow. So I sort of got to keep on top of that. But um, Davy's done really well. You know, he's he's made the the CT. Um, well, the WSL top league this year. Yeah. So we've just been doing him a bunch of boards that he's been liking, and so yeah, just keeping him a lot of boards, um, which 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 they need. You know, it's, it's amazing. Is it still the uh, family business with your dad and your brother? Uh, it is. Uh, my father had to retire. His shoulders sort of went on him, and he had a couple of uh, shoulder reconstructions that uh, didn't really work out. So he sort of. Not there anymore. So yeah, it's just basically Mate, he, me and my brother. He's enough, hasn't he? He has. He's glassed enough. I don't know exactly how many, but it's 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 quite a few. So it's just basically yeah. a, a team of about six or eight, and Shannon does all the glassing and that side, and I do all the the designing and the the, the foam side of it. So yeah. it's okay. We have our times, that's for sure. But uh, like any family, we uh, have your ups and downs. Well, Brady Warner, mate, I'm telling you, it's been a pleasure talking to you, mate. Um, it'll be remiss of us to say, mate, that you're a legend in your own right, mate, as Will alluded to earlier, mate, that backhand vertical hack, mate. We, we won't forget that, mate. But, look, we'll be watching your son Kai's career with interest as we go on. We'd love to yep. speak to him one day, you know, with, um, yeah. with some more results. I know he's up at Burley at the moment for one of those sort of satellite uh, competitions. And uh, hopefully, yep. mate, good luck to Kai in the future. And thanks so much for being on yep. the carve-up with us, Brett. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, all the best for 216, and, uh, yeah. yeah, go the route. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice, mate. Not the doggies. See you, boys. See you, Brady. Uh, the one yeah, and only yeah. Brett Warner there, and a good chat, boys. It was good, you know. Look, it's good that um, this, this satellite Kai's up there doing this, um, is it the QS1000? Yeah. We were yeah. talking to Ethan Smith last week about, I think there's 10 events. Um, I think this might be the first one, is it? So um, it's going to be good, great to see some of these young kids coming through and Seeing what sort of results they can get. Stay tuned. You're on the carve up. Welcome back. You're on the carve up. Now, don't forget, people, subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on iTunes at the Carve Up Surf Show. Or if you're on the Android devices, you can get us at Stitcher. Same thing, the Carve Up Surf Show. Also, we're on Twitter. Our man Shooter is our Twitter guru sitting opposite me. I'll leave that to you, Sam. It's at the Carve Up One. Follow us. Get, on, get involved. We're having plenty of uh, feedback as well as through our Facebook pages, boys. It's great. We have been, been getting some feedback. It's been really good uh, looking at some of the questions that people are asking. We've got people from all walks of life and overseas asking us some great questions. I know we've got Johnny Gannon coming up soon. There's a few for him. Well, that's what we've done. We, we're giving away a surfboard all the way into the lead up to the first event on the Gold Coast. It's one of Will's custom-made little beauties. I know, Will, you've got some uh, new decals that you're doing as well. We might throw one of them on. We'll have to speak to uh, the person who's got the purse strings. But, um, mate, look, the feedback's been really well. We've had over, you know, between 50 and 100 people have applied so far to go into the draw to win the surfboard. So best luck to them. And just out of that, we, we, that's the reason we're, we're going to get our next guest, Johnny Gann, on the line. A lot of elderly guys or mid-40s or, you know, late, like, you know, in that age bracket want to get back into surfing. And, I mean, Will, you had a bit of a break from surfing. I know, shoot it up. You, you don't surf as much as you'd like to. You can get injured out there, and uh, we're going to talk to JG about you know the best way to look after yourself, I suppose, uh, and get your body right for that Mentowies trip or wherever it may be. 
Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, if he can't do it, nobody can. Look, he's the uh, he's the he seems to be the guru at the moment. He had a lot of success. I mean, look, he didn't get Taj's world title, but look, he had, I think he had a lot of success. I read an article where Taj uh, sort of wrote earlier on that if if Johnny hadn't have been his personal trainer, he feels like that he wouldn't have had the longevity that he had, and he probably would have been spending a lot more time on the sidelines with injury. So. You know, I, I think he did wonders for him, Ganoon. Also, his uh, media skills went right up as well. Every every time oh, he looked on one the, of the... It was the WSL pin-up oh, boy. what? <laughs> pin-up for what? Yeah. Hey, but Will, I mean, uh, you've just come back from G-Land where you had done a bit of a neck injury, but uh, you had a little hiatus there, and I think you got into yoga as part of your kind of pre-prep as getting back in the water. Is that right? Well, that's what I did from last November. I got off the source and started doing yoga and just um, eating a lot better, doing a lot of walking and breathing exercises. And the first trip that I had there, I did yoga each morning, got a massage every afternoon and some bintangs at 4.30. But all that stuff, mate, I didn't have a day out of the water. Now, the next trip I went in November, I'd come back home and kind of got on the source and not surfed as much or lubed up the discs as I should have. And, uh, yeah, sure enough, injured myself and haven't done much surfing uh, since. So it's not just training back from um, an operation like I had when I had my hernia, but maintaining yourself. And that will be something interesting to talk to John about. Have you still been living up the dick? Other than the discs? <laughs> well, we're going to go to a break and we'll come back. We're going to speak to the man himself, old Squid Lips, Johnny Gannon. Yes, You're on the carve-up. And welcome back to the carve up. Look, boys, our um, next guest been really excited all episode to get this guy on. He's a uh, he's a bra boy legend. He's uh, been a uh, you know fitness guru to the stars, uh, namely Taj Burrow and the WSL tour for the past seven years. Uh, now he's a father and he's got his own fitness uh, foundation training stuff going on down there at Maroubra. I'd like to welcome Johnny Gannon to the show. How are you, mate? Hello, boys. How are you? Yeah, we're good. Good. How are you, mate? I'm really good, mate. I'm a couple of schooners deep down at the River Bay pub. Oh, well done. Now, hey, you're, you're telling me I'm training correctly then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're doing everything right. <laughs> I'm, I'm four in, so we're going good. Now, Johnny, look, uh, we've had a lot of feedback from our, our listeners out there and a lot of our audience members, you know, mid-age, mid, mid, mid 30, 40 years old, want to get back into surfing, mate. Now, we couldn't think of a better person to ask than yourself. To a bloke who's been out of the water maybe five, ten years, wants to get back in, what's your advice and what should they start doing first and foremost? Oh, first and foremost, probably add a bit more foam into their board, add a few litres into their, and a bit of volume into their board. But really, I think um, the main thing is get in the pool and start swimming. Just get that, to get their confidence back up, a bit of cardio, you know, get the arms turning over because there's nothing worse than going for your first surf back and not being able to, you know, paddle onto a wave. So a bit of volume in the board and a bit of swimming training always helps. So, Ganoon, look, mate, you've, you've always been into your fitness, mate. You've always been a bit of a healthy bastard. I've been following you around trying to uh, emulate you for a while with no success. But, mate, look, you um, what got you into it? What got you into it anyway? Like, I know you went with Taj uh, on the tour. And uh, how was that? Tell us a bit about that and, what, and how you went for him. Mate, um, Taj is... Not the most, you know, uh, motivated athlete in the world. He's always just relied on his mobile, um, on his um, ability. So when the job come up to get him fitter and try and gain a world title, about oh, I think it was um, 2008, 
oh, it was just it was like like a dream job, you know. It was like I was ready, you know, to travel and I wanted to train athletes and I uh to get that job and travel around the world with him for seven years was unbelievable. But uh it was um it was something that, you know, it was a chance in a lifetime, so I jumped at it and I had a hell of time, you know, we did it all, you know, it was it, so, and mate, yeah. you, you weren't. I mean, you weren't only his fitness trainer. You're a bit of a mentor to him as well. I mean, you did. You're a uh, companion with him on the tour as well. And I mean, we saw you in a lot of interviews. We saw you in a lot of interviews. A lot, plenty of a interviews. A lot of interviews <laughs> over, over the seven years. But I mean, it wasn't just about fitness, was it? I mean, I'm, I think you needed somebody there, um, diet, mentally as well, to get him into the right headspace before he surfed in a competition. Yeah, mate. All, all those guys need someone to travel with. Like it's just a. It can be a lonely tour if you. You know, because unless you're hanging out with the guys you're competing against, you're just sort of on your own. And sometimes you just need a, someone there to bounce ideas off about what boards, you know, what what the conditions are doing, whether they're going to move the event. It's just, it's a constant head, head fuck, really. So, and just traveling by yourself and, you know, little planes, freaking kayak cars, sitting in airports. You just need, it's just good to have someone there. And Taj could afford that. And now I think a lot of the guys are adapting that sort of so it, uh, movement. So is it almost like a manager's role as well? No, no, no. I didn't. No, I just, I just made sure he was healthy, fit, and motivated. And then uh, we become really good mates, and uh, it went from there. Tell us about your eighty twenty rule, mate. Give us a little bit of a rundown on that. The eighty twenty rule. It's a good rule. It's um, eat good. And live healthy 80% of the time, but still enjoy a couple of schooners and a, and a bit of uh, food you really enjoy 20% of the time because it's just trying to make it sustainable, trying to be healthy 100% of the time, and it just doesn't work. You lose motivation. You get the shits with it. But if you can have a couple of schooners here and there and a, and a hamburger, it doesn't hurt. Cool. I like the sound of it, mate. At the moment, I think I'm on the 3070 rule. I might need to sit out with you for a little while and see if I can turn that around a little bit, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, <laughs> we can, can it, fix that. Can it, who'd be the fittest surfer on tour? Oh, Mick, 100%. Yeah. He's an animal. Yeah, he's an absolute animal, mate. He trains his ass off. He's a complete professional. He's in tune with his boards. He's a gentleman. He's, uh, he's, he's just like the best athlete I've ever come across. And in how terms of, sorry, mate. Go. Yeah, no, no, you go, mate. Sorry. Yeah, just in terms of being a, a, across the whole board of being a professional athlete, Mick ticks every box. And I mean, you're a bit of a pioneer in this kind of training format for surfers. How many of the the top surfers now ha- would have a, a trainer on board like, on the tour? Mate, every, every oh, on tour, I'd say there'd be the ten of them. But at home, every single one of them's training their ass off. They are they are going hard out. You can just see it in their surfing, how how, how much stronger they are and how much fitter they are. Mate, they they they're going hard out. Now, mate, you're you're over at Maruba now, and uh, you're doing some foundation classes. We had a question from one of our listeners, Shane Wilson. He wants to know when, where, and how much is uh, your foundation classes, mate? Oh yeah, mate. I'm doing them actually at Clovelly every Wednesday and Friday morning, uh, six a.m. to six forty-five. It's sort of like a tradies class for all the boys that surf and uh, are tradies, so they can be at work by 7. That's every Wednesday and Friday morning. And then I do one at uh, Maroopa Beach at 8 a.m. every Sunday morning for those who aren't too hungover and want to come down. (laughs) I was wondering about that, the ghost town. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, Sunday mornings, 8am at Murray Beach. It's 20 bucks a session. I'll look after your listeners. Good on you, mate. You got a shoot. You got a question yeah. for him too, shooter. Well, mate, you sort of answered a bit. We've got, uh, mate. This this guy's a, he was one of the Indonesian pioneers, one of the legendary pioneers, Brian Willie, with the likes of Paul Macklin, that who uh, pretty much discovered a lot of the places up in the Mentowies. You know, he's been he's back yeah. in, he's back in Sydney at the moment. His question was, how does a forty seven year old beer drinking slob get back into surfing after five years on the piss? I thought he was actually having a go at me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, I mean, you know, I heard you answer. You know, obviously put a bit more volume into your board and that. But I mean, I, I know from personally, it is hard. You know, when you when you get up to that age, it is hard to get back in the water when you've had a few years out. So I mean, you know, what what, what oh, is the secret? Mate, hundred percent. I mean, it's just start doing some light exercise. Find. Uh come down and see me or find a, find a trainer that does surf-specific training. There's a few good ones online. There's, a good, there's some good stuff on the internet, actually, and you can just sort of find something that suits you. Don't, don't get pushed into something that's going to, you know, train you into the ground. You just want to get back into surfing. So, yeah, a bit of swimming, a bit of training, some skipping, walking, running. Just, just start moving again. Use your hips. Yeah, use your shoulders. Geez, I haven't used my hips since uh, the dance floor of Dolphin Street, mate, many years ago. The, med- <laughs> the medical marvel's not what it used to be, you know. <laughs> I know. You need to come see me, Andrew. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, listen, mate, I, I, I've got to ask you before you go, mate. When you were on the tour with Taj all those years, I know, look, I know that you, there was, the, you know, the Taj used to get a lot of attention with the girls, but, mate, just tell me something. Signing autographs, mate. I, 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 know you've, I know you probably don't like talking about it. Did you get a lot of uh, requests for autographs? Because I know there's a photo going around, an old photo from Brazil there that's in the, uh, in the uh, pipeline somewhere, mate. Give us a bit of a rundown on that. Oh, mate, it's so hectic. Fucking, I've, been a no, I've seen a nobody and some kid asking for your autograph thinking they're a pro surfer because I'm hanging with all those guys. and they, they just can't wait to pull their phones out. Take a photo and just write me off. Yeah, I know Tars um, got Tars tried to Tars tried to snap a photo of you, did he? One time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mate. You, you knock back the kid for an autograph. You feel like an yeah, asshole, and then you say, "I'll give you an autograph," and everyone's writing you off. So, yeah. mate, it's it's one of those one of those situations where you're a dickhead either way. Well, you know what, mate? You've you've you've, <laughs> you've, you've, you've mate. You've killed it. You've killed it over there with Tars. I mean, obviously the foundation training's going unreal, and now you're a new father, mate. Hey, give us a bit. How's that going, brother? Oh, it's the best thing I've ever done, mate. Like, even you know, nothing comes close to being a dad. Yeah. I'm stoked, and um, you know, I've put put a big handbrake on the travelling. But fuck, I, I think I was, I'm a, you know, I'm finding it being a dad. It's unreal, mate. I wouldn't swap it for the world. So what do you do with Dr. Ronnie Reed? <laughs> Congratulations, Johnny. Uh, uh, mate, listen, listen, mate, it's been unreal to speak to you, mate. Look, you know, look, by the sounds of things, you've done it all, mate. You've come from humble beginnings. Um, you've travelled the world on the tour. Uh, you've got the foundation training up and running. It's, a, it's going gangbusters. And now you're a, a proud new dad, mate. And we salute you, brother. And it's really good to talk to you on the carve up today. Yeah, boys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. There you go. The one and only Johnny Gannon. Boys, uh, Thanks, yeah. You. Look, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. If you're keen, it's six six o'clock, six forty five till six forty five down there at Clovelly. This is for the people uh, in the Sydney area, I suppose, the eastern suburbs, really. Or Sundays mornings down at Maroubra. Man, I've seen the, I've seen them, I've seen them down at Maroubra early on the Sunday mornings. It's uh, he gets a, a quite a big turnout, so I haven't been able to drag myself out yet. But I have to listen to that. I might have to have to give it a go. Well, welcome back to the carve-up. Well, what a great interview with Johnny Gannon. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got somebody on the line. We have got the man on the line that taught Johnny Gannon. 
everything he knows. This man put the foundation in training, and I'm not talking makeup. Who we got on the line, Silky? It's the great, the one and only Chud Spivens. Chud, where have you been? <laughs> where haven't I been is the question, dude. How was your festive seasons? And Johnny Gannon, you took the words right out of my mouth. That guy's got guns to the lip hole. Chud, it's been a uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks, or I dare say months for you. I know you were doing some crab fishing in Alaskan waters. You've also been doing some fire breathing techniques that you're going to bring on to the the uh, the new guys on the WSL, mate. Just talk to our listeners through the the last few months. Yeah, you get right there, man. I've been I've been frigid. I've been tropical. I've been up at Nova Scotia. I've been to Alaska. I've been down to Brazil. I'm helping out for the Olympics. I've even got something going on in Peru. We've got something for the TGIF LBGK crew, and we're doing a, an hermaphrodite tour. It's going to be windsurfing and kiteboarding for hermaphrodite, the unforgotten. Hey, Chad, look, I mean, you must be really, really excited about the upcoming start to the WSL season. I mean, we've got some new rookies going to be coming up on tour. I mean, have you had a look at any of them so far, and what do you think, mate? Rookies, schmookies, man. i got to see this kid fresh-eyed. I don't want to do research on a kid, man. You look up kids, you get in trouble. We've been there, we know that. That was Mexico. wasn't my fault. I tell you, I want to see a kid. I want to look in the kid's eye and go, hey, kid, I know you, and I want to see your backside. Chad, over there back home in Hawaii, there's been some amazing surfing going on, specifically at Jaws over the last few days. Have you had a chance to get the toes wet? Jawas is what I like to call her. Pianakuhu. That's what locals call it when we're down at Foodlands. Man, I've been researching that reef for years, centuries. There's ways I want to surf that. I want to get shot at it in a cannon. Man, my friend that did the thing on the kiteboarding straight in the six-pack, I was teaching him that stuff, how to do that, how to learn that, how to crunch that stuff down. So when you want to talk about trust in me, hey, just ask me a question. I may not answer it, but you may as well ask it. Well, mate, we need you home. We need you home pretty shortly, brother, because we're, we're going to be needing you up the Gold Coast. So I don't know where you're making your way from right now, but uh, we need to get you back here, mate. I'll be doing the Red Bull jump from outer space, stratosphere to home. Chad, thanks for joining us and can't wait to speak to you over the next couple of weeks as we build towards event one of the WSL Tour. Well, welcome back and Shooter. Look, that's about all we've got time for for this episode of The Carb Up. I want to just thank Brett Warner and Johnny Gannon for joining us on the show. It's been a great show and, Will, it's good to have you back, mate. We've been missing you for a while, but it's good to have you back and I'm um, looking forward to a really big year this year. Looking forward to our next show. Don't forget, find us on iTunes at The Carve Up Surf Show or on the Android uh, at Stitcher. Drop us a line either on Facebook or on Twitter at the Carve Up One. Look, we're going to be back in a fortnight. We're going to do shows each and every fortnight this year, so stay tuned to uh, our next episode in a couple of weeks' time. You've been listening to Carve Up. Dude, just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. <laughs>